I'm told five stars is the number that we should tell you to say. Uh, if you listen to us on allthings.com, thank you. That's really awesome of you because they will just be free. Yeah. Hey, Alan Jameson, he's a rooster. That's exciting. The rooster, which is said, is the dumbest character that's ever been. 
Curtis. And it's so much fun. And Jamie Lee Curtis goes every year uh, because her son is really big into uh, fighting games. So she usually wears a cosplay and nobody knows it's her. Uh, she was very young one year. She was uh, And then Lupe Fiasco goes because, you know, he's Lupe and he got shit to do. Sorry, Lupe, I'm just kidding. Uh, um, so yeah, it's going to be it's gonna be really fun. And I'm a rich fan
Also, Julia Blue Event is so good. Um, she's amazing. So that's yeah. I'm so happy that yeah. Geek was doing well yeah. and did well. Like, I was just like, please don't suck. Please yeah. don't suck because you're so awesome. Please let this take off. And then it did. And it was like a credit from her to me specifically. Like, here. I did this video. <laughs> uh, I actually haven't watched this season because I don't watch television anymore because I'm doing the thing that I can't tell y'all about until October. You'll find out in October. Don't worry. Don't worry about it. Um, it's fine. She's not doing it. Just say I am a tease. What do you want from me? Not a tease, but it was opposite of teases. Moving on from my hodum. Exactly. Uh, it's a hodum. Yeah, 
they actively don't have them doing the same things as they do in the book. That is partially Perhaps. But y'all paid all that money for that damn drink. With his 30,000 tiny baby teeth. It's fine. It's very important to the show. Um, yeah, so Game of Thrones. Oh, we were talking about the Emmys. The other Emmys. Uh, feel free to tweet us at Women Up Show or use the hashtag um, Women Up Pod if you had any thoughts on the Emmys. Anybody you think should have won and didn't win, and vice versa, uh, what Emmy tomorrow and I would win if we were ever nominated. Uh, yeah. I don't know why we're laughing. I was really serious. Oh, look at that saying. Y'all should be more like Phil. Just gonna keep wiggling my eyebrows. <laughs> oh, wait, you know, I have, don't break them. As if you see this thick ass eyebrows, it's <laughs> that hurricane. Anyway, we are moving on to the next section, which is TJS. Y'all know it's tomorrow, we're learning all the shit. Ah, in there. She is lighted. Uh, chick picks. Why does it seem dirty? Because we're chick 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 chick. It sounds like. Nope, don't get it. Dick Oh! We should have a section called Dick Picks because I have to do a lot of that. No. It should be all about people named Dick. People named Dick, yeah. That's why Twitter thinks it's so funny and you haven't mentioned a Dick Pick. They're like, oh, it's so original. It's a bunch of rabbit pictures. Wow! Ah. Like, oh, you're so, so cool. I sometimes use a, a picture of Dick Van Dyke and say it's specifically. I'm not that aware of Tracy, which is a shame. Come on, guys. Start your name up. Yeah. So, uh, so if any of you are new here, Cheap Picks is where we talk about something by, for, or about a woman that we think that you should go check out. We forgot to tell Phil to come up with one of these, so you think about it while we talk. Uh, so mine is Issa Rae from The Misadventures of an Awkward Black Girl. Um, she, I know from YouTube and like Twitter, she's just really funny. Well, damn it, she got a show on HBO now. You go ahead, Issa. Um, so you guys, the link will be in the, uh, description. I'm like, what is that called? The YouTube video. And if you're listening on iTunes or iTunes, you can go to the Twitter account and find it. But she's Issa Rae, just her name on Twitter. You should go and give her a follow. And the show is called Insecure. And while it is not based on the misadventures of Aqua Black Girl, it kind of came from that. It's like a father's gate to Dragon Age, if you will. Ha ha! Um, so my... I say that to you because it's lovely. Sing me a song. So my pick is Kelly Thompson, and she is a writer. And so she's currently on the Gen Comic Book. She might be currently on the Gen Comic Book. She kicked off the Gen Comic and she's not currently on it. She wrote A Force. And she has just announced going to be writing the uh, Solo Hawkeye Kate Bishop series for Marvel, which I'm very excited about. And she also has a book that I got from the Pixar called Storyteller, which is the book she's working on the second book. So you can follow her uh, at 797 Um, yes. That's her. That's 797 Yes. That's long. Yeah. Well, you know. <laughs> yeah. I, I know. Yeah. It's fine. Hi. Can I say something What? Can I tell you something Yay. Um... Well, I have two. Yeah, yeah. Um, my, my, my really obvious one, um, uh, which is uh, Kelly Sinconic and Bitch Planet. Yeah. If you're not reading Bitch Planet, why are you reading? Yeah, you're wasting your eyeballs on this. Seriously. Um, and yes, and you can follow uh, her at, on Twitter at, at Kelly Sue. 
it's just the best work, the best world. I think I've actually bought more copies of the trade to give to people. <laughs> like, just just like, hey, well, you need to read this. Yeah, no, I bought another one for you to read this.
because it was mixed, even though they kept trying to deny that shit in the history book. It was very frustrating as a child. Two things are the same genre, right. you know. 
worlds apart, but things that are well-crafted, where you're working with people who have vision, you know, and are open to collaboration, that, those things are alike. You know, you're working at a high level. You, you take a script that inspires you to create further, as opposed to, like, bad shit, like, okay, well, let's just labor to get through this day. You know, regardless of whether it's a bad cartoon, whether it's a bad movie, I mean, the only difference is a bad movie takes a whole lot longer. You know, you got to be in that badness a lot deeper. Right. You know. In the bad, knee deep in the bad. Right. Uh, speaking of Samurai Jack. Yes. Let's just go back. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so, when did you find out that it was coming back? Uh, when they announced it. Yeah. Always the best thing. Were you nervous you were about to get power puffed? Yes. Because they announced it and I would have been right. all this. So, yeah. you know. <laughs> they didn't assume you'd say yes. <laughs> like, oh, we're going to get filled. Don't even worry about it. Um, were you, oh, good. So, <clears throat> you found out it was going to be kind of like a new direction for it. Mm-hmm. Initially, were you, were you nervous or excited about that change before you like did get in contact with them or anything? Um... No, all I needed to know was that Gendy was doing it. Because, you know, you can't assume anything, especially, you know, doing Powerpuff thing. But yeah, once I knew Gendy was doing it, whatever he decided to do with it was going to be great. Sounds awesome. Um, have you guys started working on that yet? Yeah. Yeah, we're uh, So a bunch of people from Twitter asked me to tell you that they all love Samurai Jack and they're very excited that you are working out again. And my girl, uh, Cheryl, was like, tell them I'm not about Mad TV, so I'm also just going to tell you that now as okay. well. Good. So, Cheryl, so, so you make yourself sound old. Oh, good. But I know you were watching the, the rerun, so you're probably 12. <laughs> she looked young, but I don't crack, so I guess that's, that's the important part. Um, also, a thing that was brought up a lot, you know, you were Aquaman um, on Young Justice. Mm-hmm. And you were John Stewart in Justice League. Um, you were basically like my John Stewart. Because, like, you know, people have their, like, you were like my Green Lantern. Yeah. Uh, people have their Green Lanterns that when you say Green Lantern, they think of in their head and everything. Because so, were you a comic book Green? I wasn't, not for DC. Mm-hmm. But except for Catwoman and Batman. Yeah. Um, which. But that was probably after the Justice League time, right? Yeah. You were little. It was before. I read, I read comics as a very small child. Oh. And that's probably why I read Batman so much. Because I didn't enjoy any part of reading Batman in the 90s. I did not like it. Um, but I read it. Like, every time. Because we would go every single week to uh, BX. And they had a comic rack. And it was. So every single week I was able to keep up with the comics that way. Um, and I would read Batman and be like, oh, I hate this. And I read Catwoman and be like, this shit's dope. But I want to say, why should I have more sex? Then. Yeah product of my environment. Um, How are you not a stripper? I don't know. My sister sister was a stripper. Um, She was. Now she's a married mother off the boat. My married mother for a nurse makes like $35 an hour. Shout out to stripper butt. See? Uh, Aren't you glad you didn't do porn? See, because that's thing. If you're a stripper, you know, they have our kids, they come out. It's not like, not like they're going to stumble into that strip club and there's going to be a picture of my daughter. <gasps> man, when I told her children that she used to do head spins and win dance competitions, they were like, what? Like, you don't even know your mom. That's the thing. That's the thing about growing up, man. It's crazy. Anyway, say that to say, 
Not Aquaman. That's a uh, that's a character that not a lot of people think of as a cool character, you know. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of people are like, "Oh, that's the guy who made Aquaman cool again." And then they say, "Wait, scratch again." Right. <laughs> right. So wait, I, I missed that question because I scrolled down too much. Um, so were there, with that in mind, were there any characters that people approach you about and get excited for you, that you voiced that surprise you at all? <sighs> Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything that, um, I mean, because there's, uh, there's a handful, obviously, Jon Stewart, Static from Static Shock, um, I don't get approached that much about Aquaman, mm-hmm. you know, probably because it's still relatively fresh, um, and most of the time people will come up to you about something if they have a nostalgia about it. You know, um, is there anything that surprises me? Uh, not too bad. I mean, obviously, Kid Fist, he's a Jedi. I mean, any Jedi is cool. Yeah. You know, um, well, the, the, not, not none of the heroes. I'm trying to think if there's any, because, I mean, the heroes I've done have been, Really cool. Well, I mean, that the concept for John Stewart just worked in many ways better than a lot of the you know comic book concepts of Green Lantern. I agree, um, and that's what I meant by that. So for me, like I look at comic book Green Lantern, I was like, I'm not interested. Uh, but the television show, the Justice League on T, um, the cartoon was what made me like the Justice League and want to know all about Justice League. And before that, the Super Friends. So it was like. Racist as fuck, but it's cool. We fixed it in Young Justice. Everything <laughs> racist was fixed in Young Justice. That's really beautiful. It's very really beautiful. I remember watching the episode where they had the, like, you know, uh, like, twist on, like, Apache Chief. And yes. And what's funny is, so they introduce a kid who ends up being the Apache Chief. And I'm like, looking at him, and I'm like, I know he's somebody, and I can't figure it out. It's turning me out, and I was like, I can't. And then I saw them all together, and I was like, wait a minute! And I, and I like, flipped my lips. For me, it's when I saw the statue, I was like, this ball's on the middle. That's actually Oh! And I like smacked Eric's leg, and Eric's like, oh, I'm so sorry. Wiseman is pretty brilliant. It was great. I, I, Katrina and I, we watched Injustice. People have been following us for a while now. We watched Injustice, and then we watched season two. We watched the first two episodes of season two of Injustice, and we hated it. We were like, this bullshit! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything And then we went, and we, like, once it got announced, like, hey guys, we watched a bunch, we'll make another season. We were like, okay, let's do a live tweet. And we watched it, and we got to, like, episode, like, six or whatever, and we were, like, all in. This is amazing. We were wrong. Mm-hmm. So, that did you guys watch Gargoyles? Yes, I love Gargoyles. Okay. It's how did you lose faith? I don't know. I don't know. But it's it's a thing where again it's that fear, that little bit of fear that they take that one of those characters that you like and they fuck them up. And even though I knew there was more to it, I was like, those first few episodes. Like, you know, it's interesting when like we so on the show we talk about diversity a lot. That's mm-hmm. like one of our main topics. It's interesting how different when you say the word gargoyles to black geeks versus white geeks, the reaction that you get. Like, white people will be like, yeah, gargoyles is cool. There's, like, so many black geeks are like, that fucking show. Yeah. Like, I don't know if gargoyles is, like, what got a lot of people into the geekier side of cartoons, like, because it was around that time or what, but, like, something about that show really resonated. Well, I mean, it was, part of that is, and it's not just that, it's a lot of different people who are different because you had Maza who was, uh, she had, she was Latino. 
you know, I don't know, nobody's it's, it's, it's been a while since I've seen the show, so I can't but, you know, it is a woman of color in a lead of a cartoon, which does not happen, right. because there is, the, I call it, well, people call this more fat rule, but I call it, and then there's the girl, because for action things, it's like, yeah, this guy, this guy, and then there's a the girl, and she right. does stuff, so it's girl things, acrobatics, yeah, maybe I'm a special K, her magical power is copious. So I think that having that show where she's such a prominent lead, yeah. and then you had um, Keith David, yes, as the Boys. yeah, as lead, and like even Keith if even if Keith David, <laughs> oh, yes, you know Keith David. <laughs> so, and so even if Goliath wasn't, even if the gargoyles weren't black, the or people of color necessarily, I think we still kind of identify as coded. Um, maybe. I mean, there was a Sometimes, like, you know, like, uh, the only example I can think of is the, is the bad example from Puss in Boots, where they had a mermaid with cornrows and who, was, who had really big lips and was obnoxious and loud. And it's like, oh, she, even though she's a mermaid and she's gray, she was coded to be a certain race. Yeah. But it's possible. I mean, it's possible. I, 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 I don't know. Maybe we should go back and watch it. Take shit. Annotate that shit. Oh, look, you got excited. You're like, I want to watch it. I haven't seen it so long. But yeah, I think that was like seeing. You know, seeing yourself versus seeing not the same thing. Mm-hmm. And it was really well written, and they didn't insult your intelligence as a child. Yes, um, television, could you stop doing that shit, please? Super Joe, I don't get it. James has a crusher, and everybody can tell him. You could be a little more subtle. <laughs> we get it. Not on CBS. No, I was going to say, this is Caucasian broadcast. Yes. Um, speaking of it. back to that interview. Sure. What have you were there any sets that you would say were like super fun or like the most fun set to work on that you can remember? Um, probably Pulp Fiction. I mean, it was just a, a great set. I mean, I came on towards the end of the shoot and everybody was still going out every Friday night, you know. And I think it was, again, about quality. Like, everybody who was there had read that script, loved that script, wanted to be a part of that. So there was just, you know, everybody was all in. You know, the, from the, I mean, the, Travolta was out on every Friday night. And we just, people would just pass out flowers, that's what we're doing drinking. And, you know, he was there. Awesome. Um, and also, Quentin Tarantino set a tone, because it always comes from the top down. Like, he was open. You know, it was like, Quentin, one day we have lunch with the PA. You know, the other day we have lunch with the guy, you know, the producer. It doesn't matter. He's open. So, and when there's that openness, it's like, well, I'm not going to, you know, be shitty to the PA because he might have lunch with the director tomorrow, so I'm going to make me that. And also, like, even if you're a schmuck and the person ahead of you is being nice, you, it's like, well, I guess I'll just put my ass on this away for now because that's not what we're doing. <laughs> you know? You know, so, and, yeah, I mean, it was it was that plus just the, again, like I'm saying, like, when you have something great, everybody is working at a, such a high level, you know, and it just, it feels good. How do you feel about the legacy of, like, your role in that? Because that's one that people bring up a lot whenever I see your name next to you. Like, oh, yeah, well, poor guy. Right. <laughs> Like, do, do people ever get weird about, like, oh, you should live, or just like... No, nobody cares that much. Nobody cares. It was, as a minor character, I had five lines. 
You know, another character you played that's very minor that people cared a lot about was in Spider-Man. Again, no. No. What was that character's name in your mind? Did you create a story for that character? No. Nothing you didn't... Me. No, study. Because you would have The reactions were how you would have reacted. Yeah. Yeah, I mean... That was that was weird <laughs> because I auditioned for the part that Hal Sparks did, the guy in the elevator huh. when Spider-Man loses yeah, his yeah. powers. Um, I'm just like this suit, yeah. And I didn't get it, but like a month and a half later, they called me and they said, "Uh, what hired you on Spider-Man? Oh, for the the elevator? No, different part. Like, oh, what part? Can't tell you." Okay, what am I doing? Can't tell you. Can I see the script? Nope. Just yes or no. Uh, uh, and I'm like, uh, wait, ask them, it's a big, big movie, I'm like, ask them, will I definitely be working with Sam Raimi? Because you never know, it could be some second unit stuff that they're shooting in, you know, Guam. Right. You know, it's like, yes, you will. I'm like, I'm in. Yeah. Chance to be in Spider-Man. Yeah, yeah, right. But yeah, it was weird because he had just gathered a group of actors together to sprinkle us throughout that train scene. Because like, this is the heart of the movie. And I need, I mean, it's yeah. lovely to have the background, but I need actors, you know, in different points here. So I know that I can cut to someone and get the reaction I need to build this scene up. I mean, this is where he is at his bottom and then the city lifts him up and he realizes that they're behind him, and that gives them the strength to move forward from that point. So I need you guys, and you like, you know, talked us through this, I was like, you may, might have violence, you might not. We don't know. We're just, you know, as it goes through the scene for these two weeks, we're going to throw things at you, and, you know, and it was funny because he kept trying to move us. It's like, oh, yeah, that was great what you did at the front of the train. Oh, but I want you to okay. Here, you... Walk with Spider-Man back into the middle. <laughs> and then, you know, like, and then when he hands the mess, you get it. And then the, the, uh, the woman, uh, the script supervisor, like, no, no, he can't be back at the end. He's, we've already established him up there. There's no, he's going to walk all the way down the train in the middle of, like, a fighting war. And the dude's like, damn. Because it really was. There was one shot where I was all the way back, like, with a, a tentacle coming across my face, and she's like, it can't be. Okay, so as far as I could get was the mask. Yeah. I mean, you have been pretty iconic in a lot of my kind of stuff. Like you, you know, I've been involved in, in a lot of iconic stuff. Yes, but I, I, but I do feel like it's that is a it's amazing. Like I don't think anybody has that many as as many kind of like your Aquaman, your you know set shot. You're like we're really like in there. It's like one of the best sequences. Yeah, we're in the best sequences in any superhero movie. That's true. I mean, that's that's kind of crazy. No, no, I mean, and I, believe me, I, I appreciate it on multiple levels. One, just it was fun to do. And as a, you know, geek and a superhero guy and a comic book guy, just to be, I mean, that's why I said yes. Like, I need to be in a Spider-Man movie? Hell yeah. <laughs> like, whatever I'm doing, mm-hmm. it will be fine. Yeah. Although, I did think about that at the time, like, people are going to wonder what, I, I don't, I don't even say it. Right. I'm still getting a check. Not my money. That's why I'll never blame George Clooney for that. 
Is it? Exactly. If someone asks you if you want to play Batman, you say yes. Right. Thank you, Hudson. Ray, if somebody asks you if you want to play Batman, you say yes. It's my favorite part about talking to voice actors. <laughs> you know, just like, let it done. Um, so, you haven't really mentioned video games, but you've done a lot of voices in video games. So, do you not play video games at all? Do they send you free copies of games you're in? And you're like, I don't They should send me free copies. Man, you send me massive free copies. I'm like, I'll call you right now. Boom. I'm looking at you. They all listen. Famous people listen to this podcast. Yes. All, 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 all of the people. All of, all of the famous people. All of them. All of them. Um, the famous people. Fame. Have, uh, uh, has anyone ever, like... She just blew my thing. Oh, sorry, sorry. Were you going to... No. I do that. Um, to the uh, extent that I can at my advanced age. Because okay. you know how it is. Nope. <laughs> right, 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 right. Try, try and be a 12-year-old. Young, wild, and free. You can't. Shadow of Mordor trying to get up to, you know, get through to my character. I want to cut more teeth! Right back, wants to be more teeth! <laughs> um, but yeah, I tend to at least get the games that I'm in. Uh, although, Mortal Kombat, I love. You know, I get my ass kicked. But at least I can, I can turn it down enough where I can play. Like, the story games are the worst. It's just like... I am the Emperor Kotaka. You will really kneel before me. It's really cool. Okay. <laughs> He's badass. He's so cool. I love him. Everything about him. Um, Seth was really awesome. Did um, did they tell you anything about like I know I've asked you before in another interview, so like the people haven't read that. So let's pretend that I haven't ever asked you like this. Okay. Is there anything that you like? Do we get in the mindset of certain voices? Like, for example, Cultural Khan, is there anything you had to do and be like, hmm, I'm going to be this deep, tough guy, versus like Sam B, where you're like um, a rapper? Um, yeah, well, I mean, basically, you work together with the creators to try to find the voice that they are hearing in their head. Um, and then it's just a matter of like hanging on to it. And again, back to my thing, quality. The better written it is, the easier it is. Because sometimes you'll be like, "Oh, that's the character we want," and it really works for that first scene. But then they've written some other scene where your character is acting completely different, and it's like, "Oh, they're not really here." It's like that's because you didn't write it right. Yes, you know. So, and but that's the job. Um, yeah, a lot of times you, I will either record those initial lines, or they'll record them and you play them back, and you just try to find a through line between that first thing when you hit it, um, and then what they're asking for you to do now. Um, and over time, the more you do it, the more you get to, the more it becomes a groove that you can settle into. You know? And uh, a lot of times, you got to come up with uh, what we call a, a pitch pipeline. Because, you know, like, uh, there's this little thing called the pitch pipe. Mm -hmm. Gives you a note to sing on. Yeah. She was like, yes, I know what you're talking about. I was like, I'm not. Because you didn't, I could see the blank in your eyes. Yeah, it's like, pitch pipe, what? And so there, sometimes there will come up, there will be a line 
that you either say or think of that gets you into that group. Like when I do, because I uh, double for Chris Rock a lot, and my pitch pipeline for that is always a line from his act. Well, it's, when it's, you know, full volume, Chris. Like, you know, every man's got to make a decision. Commitment or a new pussy. Like, once I get that line, then I, I'm in it. You know. In it. But, um, but then if, you, if you're doing the other Chris. Chris in an in a interview or something where he's doing like just his regular voice, not on stage, then that's a different placement. You know? Right. We're also documentary on voice acting, and that's what made me realize I could never be a voice actor. Um, what made you? There's this really great documentary. It's really great, even though it was like, oh, okay, girl, you can't do this shit. Um, I can't remember the name of it right now. The guy... Was it I Know That Voice? I think it was I Know That Voice. Yeah. Yes. Um, and just hearing about how you guys have to not just do a voice, like, oh, I've come up with a voice for this character, but uh, do the voice for the character 10 years older, 10 years younger, gargling, drowning, screaming, you know, like, there's so much more depth to voice acting than I think a lot of us think of, so that yeah. was a really great demonstration. Yeah, well, most people think, like, that's just talking. I talk all the time. I should get paid for it. So, yeah, no. Have you ever had to actually, like, deal with that? real sort of, like, feeling towards voice acting from anyone that, like, you cared about, or, like, your family, when, like, they found out what you wanted to do with your life, I know that's, like, a thing some people have to deal with. No. Everyone no. was like, you got this. I mean, because for me, voice acting was just an offshoot of, you know, it's just another form of acting, you know, it's like, am I doing a play, am I doing a TV show, am I doing a cartoon, it's, you know, they're all offshoots of the same basic storytelling impulse. Um, so... I mean, although I'd still get, you know, bent when somebody comes up, it's like, oh my god, I love all the voice acting you do. Do you ever miss doing real acting? Well, I know that was a motherfucking shit. What? Why would anyone know that he say that shit? First of all. Second of all, damn, you don't know what's next to the fucking crowd, man? Put me in your pocket next time to shit. I'm not going to slap a hoe. Ridiculous. Okay. <laughs> anyway, but yes, it makes sense. Because, but it's again, it's that, it's that thing. It's weird. Because on one hand, there are these people who attach to these animated shows so much heart, so, and love it so much, but even some of those people don't have a respect for it, you know? But I think that's, that's uh, you see that in a lot of nerd culture, you know? Yeah. We love something because it's niche, because it's not, you know, we don't necessarily respect it. We, you know, right. sometimes take on the disrespect of the greater culture yeah, or the thing that we identify with. Gaming is a great example of that. Oh, why couldn't you just do this? Why don't you just add this in? Why don't you just put this in? Why don't you just do that? It's like, do you know how hard it is to go to game? You yeah. come do it. You do it. And you come back and release it. Like, it's, it's not easy. Right, right. Yeah, no, so, yeah, that's... Yeah, that willful ignorance. Right. Geeks, we gotta do better. We just asked like a million questions and this podcast started to go long. So let's see if we can pick one last question. Um, the black lightning question? Actually, we're going to ask you a diversity question. Yes. Okay. Okay, so... Uh, <laughs> you thought it was already long. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, a couple months ago, I tweeted that, you know, just random thought, I random thought that Brian T would make an excellent thing more. And I tweeted that, and then you retweeted it, and that, which I thought was great because then more people could see it. So, you know, do you feel like it is kind of part of the gig to push for everybody else getting a place? 
you know, and being able to, like, open up these parts that should be open to everybody? Do you think that's kind of like... Um, well, yeah. yeah. I mean, because it's... If you believe in the principle, um, then you believe in the principle. That's, that's uh, of openness. Um, although I do have to be honest and admit that um, I... There's principle and there's circumstance. And circumstantially, I understand that I benefit. Um, personally, I believe in colorblind casting. Um, I understand that there are, you know, obviously business uh, elements that focus on that and factoring in people's perceptions of things, but I believe that in principle, we don't have to be as beholden to that as we think we do. And many times, those things are excuses for taking an easy road. Um, but I also understand that when people are not doing colorblind casting as an actor of color, it benefits me to the extent of when there is a black character, I'm not competing against every white guy. Right. You know? Yeah, it's true. So it... It helps us in that sense, but if things were truly colorblind and the playing field was level, right. then it wouldn't matter. Yes. Right. So that kind of leads into another question we had: that do you feel that as a black man, like that has impacted your career at all? Yeah. Go. How could it? What? What, what, what do you mean? Just like, have you ever not gotten the role that you wanted because they were like, "Oh, we don't want a black guy," even though you're like, "I could totally do that role." Um, or have you ever been cast in a role where you're like, "That's kind of a stereotype, and I don't want to, have to do this, but I really need that paycheck." Or yeah, I mean, I, I'm sorry, I, I, it's but it, it's like saying, I mean, "Would you ever ask someone?" Probably before you even say, it, but go ahead. <laughs> Has being a, a man ever affected your, your? Of course, it. I mean, performing is about putting yourself out there. Who you are affects your job, what you do, you know? Um, and in fact, who the people are that are assessing you affects you. But you can't, you don't have any control over that. Right. You don't have control over your gender or your race or whatever either. Um, but, I mean, is your question maybe how has it affected? Sure. Or has it affected? I mean, the first question was that if it did, because I have had people come on here, I was like, oh no, it's never been a problem for me. Or, oh, it's it's not really a thing. Or no, I don't think about that. I don't see color. So first of all, it's bullshit. bullshit, but it's things that people say. So first of all, wait, 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 wait. has this affected you? Really? How can somebody say? Like, even if it's not, even if it's. Phil, I have a lot of questions for you, but that's what I cannot fucking answer. Wait, 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 if you are an actor of any particular color and you are playing a role of any particular color, then it has affected it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, if you, if you're a woman and you, you know, seventy percent of the roles are not for you, it's affecting you. Yeah. I mean, I think that's perhaps just uh, a problem of perspective. Or they're misreading or reading your question as has anyone ever called you nigga and said, nigga, you don't get this job? Has that ever happened to you? No. Thank God. Jeez. How did you imagine? It's like, you did a wonderful job, but you're a nigger. So we're not going to hire you. Can you imagine? How, the racism I faced out here has been really surprising, so I don't know. Like, the, I'm from Virginia. All the racism in Virginia comes from very specific, logical places.
places, the logic as far as racism could come, right? Like, oh, these people own slaves, or these people didn't own slaves, and their lives are hard, and they feel like, hey, how come nobody ever talks about me? Or these people were slaves, or these people came over as workers, which you like, like, you can find the pathways, right? Right. They come out here to LA, and I'm like, yo, like, everybody just, like, came out here in the plantations. I don't look over there and see a place where, like, this big racial event happened. Like, where is this fucking racism coming from? It's not it's important from everywhere to yeah. see. Right, it's, that's all it is. But logically, right, the way we're taught to think about racism, if it just is imported over, so a hundred years, people came over to California, settled down, were a little racist, but got over that shit because y'all all married the Mexicans that was here and the black people that were here and did all that intermarrying and mixing. I learned about that when I moved out. It was pretty exciting. Um, then shouldn't it have faded away? Well, the thing is, is that there's a lot of people from other states and other countries that come to L.A. Do you think that's really what it is? Well, there's... No. Wait a minute, wait a minute. There's layers. Well, there's also there's also a logical fallacy in your problem. Mm-hmm. So, oh, you bred and you know, had babies and, and got over it. Mm-hmm. That presumes okay. that by intermarrying, erases racism. It also presumes that racism is not a natural state of being and that we are all intelligent and smart enough to see that this is stupid and that just because my great-granddaddy did something, that doesn't mean anything. So yes, this is assuming that racism is not what people should tend towards. Right. If it's a learned behavior, then when they came out here, shit should have eventually gone away because they... Because you don't see the place where your great-grandpappy uh, was lynched, or you don't see the town where they beat up your dad because he was in the wrong Well, but also, doesn't... Does yeah, it, does it, does it, does they don't let people with camouflage pants go into restaurants there. I just learned that. Mm-hmm. But no, I mean, things don't... Things that are passed on don't fade away. People still speak English. Mm-hmm. Like, because their parents spoke English. So, what? I mean, we don't speak the same English, though. No. It has changed drastically. Mm, not that drastically. Apparently, we speak all the same kind of English now, closer than British people speak. It's weird. Also, we got poor dad. <laughs> no, and, and, <laughs> and we have a black president. Right. And white kids listen to rap. Yes. It's so, yeah, things shift. Right. But that doesn't mean, I mean, and perhaps over a long period of time, Things will go away, but then again, supposedly our pinkies are gonna, you know, become obsolete at some point. What? Is that real? Or is it, is it a pinky toe? Pinky toe. Potentially, yes. Yeah. Don't you take that away from me! You're back on your feet? No, I just want to see people touching my toes, and I don't think have pinkies. Oh my god. Then you'd have one less safer than the toe? That would be better for you. Because you know in the Fantastic Four where it's like the mole man, he attacks mm-hmm. the mole creatures and then he gets beat and then he goes underground, but then eventually he comes back to fight again. That's racism right now. So we, we did a lot of work and it just kind of went underground. And now and Donald Trump is the mole man. Yes. So oh, that's that's just <laughs> pushed it down and it was like, I'm yes. Well, but also, this is the other problem. Mm-hmm. The internet is an echo chamber. Yes. And I believe that the sheer numbers, uh, well, there are more people, the percentages of people who hold conscious racist thoughts have shrunk considerably. And there's also the thing of, um, and in Hollywood especially, you have to distinguish between conscious racism 
and unconscious racism. Yes. yes. Uh, between, well, actually, I'd say between uh, discrimination I call it and, and bias. Yes. Because bias is not necessarily conscious. No. You know? Yes. Um, and that's what shocked me the most when I came out here, is it, it was casual racism. And I was like, where are y'all getting this from? Like, oh, this is so weird to me. So anyway, sorry. So that was all the way back to your question. Um, which you hated. So, we will go on to, what do you think about Black Lightning getting a show? Because you voiced Black Lightning once upon a time. I did not. That's a goddamn lie of the of bullshit! Okay, what do you think about the show? I voiced Black Vulcan on, on, uh, on uh, Harvey Birdman. In my pants. That's what I said. Man, uh, pour your liquor out for the homie. What's his real name? I know him as the bug man because I was little. Okay, I'm sorry. Oh, what's his name? Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, um, Croker. Yes. Uh, C. Martin Croker. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't have any money off Red Bull left, but... Is it really real? I thought it was like a little plastic or lemon or something. Oh, you're right. Oh, yeah. I'll pull out of this shit. I'll get on my shoes. Anyway. Shout out, yeah. Right. Go watch Space Coast to Coast again. Yeah, they have a whole series on Adult Swim for you to watch, so you don't have to, they're not doing any pay bearers or whatever. My favorite episode is called Hungry. With little Raymond. I used to have to stand by the TV, like, at night with the volume on the one. <laughs> to, like, <laughs> and just, like, lean back. It was, it was like, lean back, because I wasn't allowed to watch TV that late. What's that show? Also, I eventually hold my cable cord up while doing it because that shit just started like drooping and everything was fuzzy. It's real hard to play Legend of Dragoon that way, by the way. Fun fact: as a pixelated game, made it worse. Anyway, thank you so much for letting us harass you with questions that you didn't enjoy and mix you up with Black Lightning. Uh, okay, actually, okay, sorry. One last question: Have you ever been? Because I watched this happen to Johnny Lozano once when I was interviewing him on a work carpet. Have you ever been mistaken for somebody besides this moment? Uh, voicing someone that you did not voice or being something that you weren't in? Oh, um, yes. I'm sure. Oh, God, wait, somebody just did something. Uh, who did they think I was? Uh, oh, damn it. Um, because I was just at Long Beach Comic Con. Oh, yeah, yeah. And somebody came up to me and was loud about it, too. Oh. <laughs> it was loud. Oh, God, what, what character did they think? Well, a bunch of people came up and thought uh, my Green Lantern was John Jones. And just like... What? At first I was like, are you confusing Green Lantern with the Martian Amazon? And they're like, oh no, you just forgot his last name. John's oh, John Jones. Peoples. Peoples. <laughs> you know, he was John Peoples, my favorite Green Lantern. <laughs> John Peoples. John. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, they, no, it wasn't static. They, 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 I'm trying to remember what they they had got wrong. And it was like, the first time I just let it go, but then it kept saying, like, actually, I was... Uh, did, did they think you were Keller? No, no, no. Young Justice? Yeah. No, although I auditioned for that, and Card Date was just better than me. We're going to have him on the show soon. I hope really? he answers questions better than you. Shut <laughs> up. Well, he's not going to tell you anything about Walking Dead. So. It's true. He, that's why he told us to wait on it. Because he's like, I can't even talk about this, so it's not even going to do you any good. <laughs> like, all right, cool. Yeah, um, and P.S., I am teasing you, but every time you've looked at me like, that's a stupid-ass question, you've given a bomb-ass answer. Yeah. So, anyways. Uh, and also, fun fact, because I'm full of them. 
Black Vulcan exists because they couldn't get the rights to put Black Lightning in the cartoon. That's probably where that mix up in my brain happened. Yeah. Okay. By the time they were making Super Friends, one of the yes. creators would not work because they were having a dispute about rights. Right, right, right. Yes. I, I do remember. I can't remember that name right now. Tony Isabella. Yes, thank you. Um, wow. Do all black heroes have electric and light based powers <laughs> for that time period? A lot of them do, but not all of them. Yeah, because how many black heroes don't have black in their name? Between the 70s to the 60s and 90s. A lot of the... Because um, there was Black Goliath, right. Black Lightning, uh, Black Racer. Yes, uh, Black Panther. Black Panther. Although, I let that one... Slide because a black panther is an actual thing. Right. Right. Yes. A black Goliath? Right. That's no thing. That's not a thing. He's just black. black. He's just black. Right. Black racer. He races through space on skis and. Right. Although those people, he's black. Cool. Yeah. But don't you give him credit? Because they put a black man on skis. Yeah, they did. Like, yeah. I definitely did. Jack Kirby spots for that. Like, I don't see color. Put him on skis. And, uh, I gotta make sure they know he's the black one. I'm So much better than if they put them on roller skates, because yeah. that would have been like, like colored socks that yeah. come up to you. Okay, milestone helps hey! the number of, of people without their color in their name a lot. Um, right, yes, right. Milestone uh, was like, this is fucking stupid. Yeah. Where is I got it? Before that, um, um, Power Man did not have black in no. his name. Bumblebee was yeah. kind of a. What is she? How old was she? Was she seventy? Late seventies, early eighties. Cyborg. Cyborg was. Like, uh, early 80s. That was early eighties. There's only ways you should not name everything black black. I have a lot of those comics. I don't. I can't remember. I don't think I have the first. I don't think I have the first um, appearance of Spyro, but I have basically that whole second line right. uh, of Marvel. That was my first comic, uh, and then I just obsessively collected back as far as I can, and then I kind of stopped because it's a lot of money. Um, and so I'm going to complete it. Yeah, because I think around the 80s is when so they realized, oh, yeah, we got to stop doing this. Yeah, but we're running out of black things. Yeah, yeah. yellow this, brown that. I mean, do you remember Tyrock? Yes. Yeah. That that was, actually when that came up, I kind of wish they had made him black something. Black Slammer, because <laughs> Tyrock was just so like bad disco. Yeah. You know. It's amazing. Google that. Just high rock. Treat yourself. Legion Treat yourself. High rock. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, Legion has some, uh, especially I mean, late seventies, some of the greatest, terrible. Although Tyrock really should have had platforms. He really should have. Yeah. Like he should have been in P funk. Because it's got that whole yeah. Right. Definitely <laughs> the, the, the color also. <laughs> so good. But then again, in his defense. Mm. His costume was less ridiculous than Cosmic Boy. Cosmic Boy! The second, his, his alternate... Cosmic Boy is like a stripper. Yeah, it's like, how does that even stay up? Yeah, it's just like... like it's just a magnetic nipple. <laughs> That's why I'm talking about the new Cloak and Dagger outfit. She had, like, the dagger, and I'm like... <laughs> That's not how it works. We were hoping. <laughs> I just all I imagine is Cosmic Boy in that outfit, just body rolling through the first. <laughs> Let it flow. That is the tempo. Yeah. Oh my god, we're on like hour two now. We are. I hope you guys enjoyed that. Um, Sorry. 
Please. I ramble. Thank you so much, Ellen, for being on our show and being really awesome and um, yelling at me for like 15 times. It's cool. You're asking for it. I do, all the time. Uh, speaking of well, so you guys. This is why you didn't have lunch. You like throw the ball in the air and he set me down to this night. I have a cat. I'm going to hit it. Anyway, uh, that's what she said. So, you can catch Woman Up Show next week because we are now a weekly show on mm-hmm. iTunes, YouTube, allgames.com. Uh, next episode, we talk with Omar Najam. He is a co-host of the Sunnydale High podcast. The name I always forget about all the time. Sunnydale Study Group. There you go. Uh, really great, buffy podcast I love. Uh, he's also a vlogger uh, mm-hmm. and a writer. He, we talked about Fall TV. It was really fun. We recorded it before this one because we had that magical fucking power now. Aren't you excited for us? We're pretty excited. Um, so where do people find you and what should they check out? This is your like plug anything you want. Literally. Um, I'm mostly on Twitter at Philomar. So all one word, two hours in the middle, two hours in the end. Um, and right now, working on uh, Disney's The Lion Guard, um, Injustice 2, um, got my Aquaman back on, and um, Only cool Aquaman. New Samurai Jack, um, and what else? Uh, that's, that's it. And uh, when you finally get around, you'll see I was in this season of Feet. Oh, okay. oh, I didn't know about that BS. I haven't watched it yet. I will. That's it. Tomorrow. Tonight. Tonight. I'll watch it tonight. Um, so we have a YouTube channel. If you're listening to this on iTunes or allgames.com, uh, you should go check it out. Just put in a little search bar, Woman Up Show, because YouTube's a bitch and won't let us pick the name that we want because Woman Up Show or Woman Up Podcast is too long. Maybe I should have thought about that for you. Let me get listen. It's fine. You can go to hell. We'll work on it. Uh, you should also follow at Woman Up Show on Twitter. Uh, we don't have an Instagram because that's whack. We're not children. We're adults. Ah! Instagrams. Um, you can follow me at Sarah Level Everywhere. Sarah's an H is God and the Bible intended. All you other Sarahs are made up names. Uh, you can follow me at Miss Fitzmara. I'm on the Twitters and the Instagrams. So... She she is. I am too. I don't. I don't Instagram as much as she is. But you don't believe Every me. single day I'm on Instagram. I'm posting my food. My cat, when I'm I everything I hate fucking millennials. Um, if you are listening to us on allgames.com, thank you, because they're really awesome. And they're, they're letting us be on there. Uh, and if you're listening to us on iTunes, please remember to give us that five-star rating. Believe it is five stars. Uh, just the highest. Pick the highest number of stars that you can click on. Uh, so we can pay for Photoshop, and then we can eventually pay for like things that let us have sounds in here and like cool wipes. We make podcasts better for you guys. Now at the end of the show, we normally say uh, "party down." Until next time, party down, woman up. Okay. Should be willing to do that in Hermes's voice. Oh sure. Okay. So until next time, party down.